superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Drop, drop, drop a beat. A beat. There's a new phrase Drip. for one team that's left in the uh, NFL. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. There's one team in these playoffs that's never won a Super Bowl, never been to a Super Bowl. And the phrase for them, two words, why not? Just because of the Detroit Lions? Earlier on the show, ESPN NFL analyst Dan Orlovsky. Coming up, senior writer for the MMQB, Albert Breer. Prime Video TNF analyst Andrew Whitworth. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Yep, Andrew Whitworth's going to join us in hour number three. Albert Breer in 20 minutes time. And there is breaking news out of here in Los Angeles through my colleague Mike Garofolo, um at the uh, NFL Network. That's how we come on the air in hour number two. It appears, according to Mike, that the Los Angeles Chargers are within, as he refers, what is it, striking distance? Striking distance. Striking distance, which means it's close to hire my coach, Jim Harbaugh, and put him on the sideline of the Los Angeles Chargers and say, you, sir, are in charge. And you're in charge of taking Justin Herbert and going ahead and nailing this thing down. He, Harbaugh is in L.A. today, right now. And, and, and... This is what happened yesterday with Brian Callahan in Tennessee. They had him in for a second in person, and they struck the deal. And they're like, you're not leaving. You're staying here. And this is it. I, I would imagine if he does, if he leaves the building and there's no deal. That's it. And maybe he's also sensing Atlanta is going in a different direction. Or this is all a leverage play to stay put at Michigan. Which isn't pie in the sky. I, I, every single person that I talk to or text about this is like, your guess is as good as mine. Your guess is as good as mine. And the Chargers, I believe, Chris, look it up. Look it up, sir. Play the Baltimore Ravens next year. So we would get a Harbaugh right off the bat in 2024 potentially against a Super Bowl champion Baltimore Ravens team. Ooh, do I defending. smell uh, opening night next year if the oh, Ravens win the Super Bowl? Oh, 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 well, let's – it would be in Los Angeles. So ah, okay, never mind. game will be here. So that one, that's not – but by the way, oh, that, I mean – We almost had it. Yeah, it is out oh, here in L.A. Yeah. Okay, well, Bummer. guess what? All right. Sunday night game. That, that would be for the whole country to yeah. soak in. Thursday. Sunday night week two. Well, listen, it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> let's not go there. I don't want to go all Winston Wolf on you here, but well, let's not uh, let's not go there yet. So we're we're uh, waiting to hear, and all of us in maize and blue country are on pins and needles because if he's not coming back, that means we got to get going on our own uh, reset. You already got your coach. He's you right there. Coach. He won three games for no, you. No, I know. He cried on the yeah. side. I'm not Jerome, saying, like, go, like, I would hire him instantly and then go to work. Yeah. Go to work. He coached. And then all the Ohio State honks that I know and hit me on my timeline. They're talking about how all their players are returning and how talented they are and how good they are and how they're keeping their guys. They're, they're collective, apparently. Cardale Jones is part of their oh. their collective, um, running their collective. And uh, I saw on the old Instagram machine today, which means it's got to be true, that C.J. Stroud made a major contribution to that collective. Nice. And uh, I'm hearing uh, it's been uh, the amount of money that uh, was doled out in, uh, I guess, NIL deals, what have you, reached eight figures combined for them to... Um, Keep this uh, team intact. Uh, what I say back to all of them is 
good luck. And if uh, Ohio State breaks the three-game losing streak against Michigan next November, under the new constructs, that might not eliminate us from the playoffs. So the world is different. The world is changing. And at least Michigan won the last do-or-die, win-or-go-home elimination game, maybe in the history of the series, until they maybe face each other in a college football playoff game, which is entirely possible when you've got 12 in there. Definitely going to happen. So at least yeah. Michigan won the last one where it's kind of a, an elimination game. And then I correct myself and say, sorry, we won the last three. <laughs> oh, gosh, I hurt myself. Be careful, really. Yeah, I know. I, up I, there. I hurt myself. So that's the latest, huh? That's the latest. Well, we'll get Breer on here. He's one of those Ohio State guys that I speak to quite a bit. He's joining us in about 10 minutes' time. It's a Tuesday, which means two things. It's not Monday or Wednesday. It's right in between. And overreaction Monday podcast, Chris and I did it, staying after class yesterday, lots of stuff. But that's not the only things that Chris wants me to overreact to. It's time for overreaction Monday. On a Tuesday. Hit it. That was terrible. That was crap. That was garbage. This place sucks. Overreaction. Mondays. Monday. On a Tuesday. There we go. There we go. I didn't step over that line this time. Nice. Sometimes jump the gun. What's up, guys? What do you have over there, Chris? Everybody good? What do you got over there? Uh, I'm also uh, been impressed with the Lions, Rich. You know what? So much so, the Lions... Two wins this playoffs have been more impressive than the one 49ers victory. Let me see this. The two Lions wins have been more impressive than the one. Um, yeah. So what? I don't know. What are you getting at here? Normally, uh, I can oh. I can pick up what you're putting down. Yeah. I mean, the two Lions wins were, were I get, I mean, I understand the, the Niners beat a tough opponent, but... I mean, they had to make a comeback. You know, I, I, I thought you're all in on the Niners. You love Brock Purdy like a son. No, I, I got it. You'd be, no, the yeah, two you know, Lions wins. The Lions more. wins oh, were okay. for, for a franchise that's never done it before and has got all the pressure of like, well, if it's not going to be now, when's it going to be? Um, and the 49ers, um, I know, came up with a gritty win, but did it leave me impressed? Not at all. Left me thinking they were kind of lucky to get through all that. Oh, okay. So uh, I'm, I'm, I don't think that's, that's wrong. Win in the rain. When no, I know. And, and, and they checked, the as I said yesterday, they checked a ton of boxes. They're not supposed to win when Debo goes out. They're not supposed to win in the rain. They're not supposed to win a game where they had terrible clock management at the end of the first half where they played themselves into a long field goal in the rain that got blocked. They're not supposed to win a game that they're down by seven points going into the fourth quarter. And they did. They're not supposed to win a game where they have to depend on Brock Purdy to make the throws in the fourth quarter. And they did. So that 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 was impressive that they overcame all those things. But the bottom line is there was a lot to overcome. So. All right. Out of the gate a little slow then. All right. Let me, let me pick this up a little bit. What do you got? Mark Davis caved to player pressure in hiring Antonio Pierce as head coach. Um, That's one way to put it. And I'm seeing a couple of tweets saying, I wonder who Max Crosby is going to choose as the general manager. I understand that. But I think he was wise to listen to his players and a lot of the the – I guess positive energy um, is founded. And also, this decision may have been informed, well, the last time I had an interim coach that the players loved, Mm -hmm. I went with supposedly a known commodity, and that blew up in my face. So instead of me thinking, well, let me go with somebody from a, you know, a, a, a famous coaching tree and... Let me go and go and get somebody from a a winning organization outside of our space. Let's go with the guy who proved he can do it and proved that the players are buying what he's selling and and go with the guy that I already have. Love the one you're with. So so many great guys out there, though. And I understand that the lyrics of that song is when you can't be with the one you love, you love then love the one you're with. Love I understand that that, that that I used a quote from a, from a lyric that makes it seem like this is a second choice. I know. But I'm just saying, you know what? I'm just removing the tag from the one you love. 
dance with and the placing one who it on brought the, you. Uh, that's another way to put That's a better lyric, yeah, maybe. maybe well, I mean, I don't think that's a lyric that's just using the, just a phrase. the phrase that yeah. involves dancing. Right. All right. With people. But I, I heard you, you, you agree, right? That that may have been informed by what happened with Rich Bisaccia. Yeah, I, I said that when they let him go, it seemed like those guys loved playing for Bisaccia. They did. And it showed, and you feel the same thing. Look what Pierce did with this team. It, it, they're smoking cigars in the locker room. They're having fun. And I think we got to take that in consideration. Well, like, it's not just having fun. Then they then they played hard. They played hard and they were winning football. Correct. Exactly. And having You're fun right. with yeah. doing, what, doing having the fun things. Having fun with no results doesn't matter, obviously. How are you going to bounce the guy that went into Arrowhead and came up with a win? Against a team that might eventually win it all. You know. So. What else you got, Chris? When they're one in five, I want to play this clip back. Great. When I have the overreaction of they should have never glass hired half years. empty. Well, I mean, very negative. Just throwing that out there. Eh. What else? All right, we just talked about the referee by, matchups. By the, way, by the way, you know they hear us in Las Vegas on Raider Nation Radio. Yeah, we know. And you know where we're going in two weeks, Shout right? Out Raider Nation. Okay, thank you. Shout out Raider uh-huh. Nation. Way the, to go, Chris. I love the Raiders. Uh, we just talked about the referees, and uh, TJ's had the script all season. So <laughs> why does it feel like we're getting a Super Bowl 54 rematch, Chiefs 49ers? I, 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 don't, I don't believe uh, you're wrong. I'm, I'm, it feels like it. I said it. That was my prediction. You know what? It's only, it would be only fitting to get this matchup with all due respect to Lions and Ravens fans because this is, this, is um, this is who I predicted would be in the Super Bowl prior to the season beginning and then yeah, I jumped rematch, off it right? and then right. I jumped yeah. off it. Yeah. I jumped off it. Do you know who refereed that game? Bill Vinovich. Oh, hey now. Same guy. Oh, hey now. So I don't know. What's the script say? Oh, they announced the ref. Oh, is yeah. the fix in? Oh, yeah. Or is the color scheme the fix? Oh, no. What's the fix? Let's go looking for a fix. <laughs> we're going to Vegas. Script. And we're in Vegas. Oh, my God. Lamar breaks the whole free thing. around the 20. Oh. And thro- oh. Uh-oh. Whoa. Whoa. You know, just Leave us hanging. Oh. Leave us hanging, oh. TJ. Leave us oh. hanging. Come on this. now. I'm to take this home with me. Yeah, well, I think the script stunk from the fifth <laughs> snap of the well, season I mean, on for the Jets. I understand. I told you to throw that thing. Out, you know? and then your then then that script flipped on you against the Green Bay Packers. That's why I couldn't pal. get upset because I Not knew great. I read the script. That, that script says <laughs> another wide right for Buffalo fans. They think that yeah, script stinks too. To bring that it's going to be funny. Thirty-one ah. teams are going to think that fan base is going to think that script really stinks. Hey, it is what it is. Throw I, it out. I didn't write it. All right, what else, Chris? I'm glad Donorowski is uh, not uh, on the on the horn anymore because with AFC QB injuries and the Chiefs are having a down year. This was the Bills' best chance to win the AFC. Their window is closed. That's ridiculous. Windows closed. Ooh, Get out of here. 17's on the screen. As long as he's healthy and breathing and playing like Josh Allen, the window is wide open. Wide open. This was the year, right? It was this supposed was to be the year. year. Joe okay. Burrow hurt. Aaron right. Rodgers hurt. I got it, man. I got it. If Justin you had, Herbert, terrible coaching. If you had coaching. told Bills fans prior to the jump, okay, Herbert would get hurt. Burrow would get hurt. And that, you know, uh, Rodgers would get hurt. Yeah. And that uh, the Steelers would still have problems at their quarterback spot. And that Deshaun Watson would get hurt. Yeah. And, that, and that Tua would play the entire season. Tungle right. And, yeah. and that might give them a little bit of pause. Like, what does that mean for our divisional hopes? But we still got Allen, whatever. Oh, and by the way, you'll be the two seed and you'll have the Chiefs in your house for the divisional playoff game. You'll be like, the, where's a well, piece of paper? You, Let me sign quick. it right now. You know? Uh-uh. And the you know the the pen might take uh, the form of a certain toy you know it would be really weird. It was their best shot, but it was their best shot. But that doesn't mean it's their only shot. The window is wide open. Oh, it's not. Well, come on, Rich. It's not wide. wide it's not wide open. Open. It is not wide open. It be, is. Be honest. I'm being it's deadly honest. It's not wide open, pal. They are in cap hell next year. Uh, so what? So what? You know who's in who cap hell? Who is you know, their best you know wide receiver? Do you know who's in cap it's the hell? Tight end. The Rams and the Bucks were in cap hell. They both made the playoffs. One of them actually had an opportunity to force overtime to go to they? the NFC where Championship game. Home. I know they're, they're home. home. I get it. But the window is open, and anybody who knows this should be you. If you have a quarterback, the window's open. If you don't have a quarterback, the window is closed. And Guess this guy, Josh Allen's not. Tom Brady. Like, come on. Let's be honest. I will call that an overreaction. What else? All right, here's some love for love for Baltimore here. No matter what happens on Sunday, Lamar Jackson is the best player in the NFL. Um, you can make that argument. 
I don't think that's an overreaction. You could absolutely make the case that he's the best player in the NFL, but well, what does that make Mahomes? Don't you think the rings have anything to do with it? Or I mean, that that would be part of the argument in the pushback. You could absolutely make a case that he's the best player in the NFL. He's, he's going to be the MVP. He's, he's going to be the most here. valuable player. I, I I know that. But, but MVP is a quarterback. But award. you say I'm no matter what happens I'm Sunday, about all, you all started your fifteen hundred players. You started your subject matter of overreaction Monday with five words. Let me see if I can put on top so it's it looks like it's like I'm I'm, I'm no matter what happens Sunday. Yeah. You know so. No matter what happens Sunday is like, so he loses to Mahomes, who is proven year in and year out that doesn't matter, I guess, who he's throwing passes to. Tyreek Hill's gone and he wins a Super Bowl and then he wins maybe two. And then it doesn't matter if they drop passes, if Kadarius Scissorhands is there or his foot's, you know, like Kevin Durant on a three, three-point line, you know, and then suddenly um, he still overcomes all that. That doesn't make him the best player. I mean, again, there's an argument for it, but I don't, I don't think there's no... You, you can make a great argument here for Lamar Jackson anyway, so I won't call that an overreaction. I'll call it an argument. So Making an argument. What else? All right, last one. Aha! Uh, last one. Another uh, Eagles coordinator has gotten fired. Jeff Lurie's firing the wrong people, making a mistake keeping Nick Sirianni. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know, man. Um, that sounds, that's, uh, it's just, we'll find out. How does that sound? <laughs> I, I, I I honestly can't like the, I could sit here and say this is not an overreaction that if you're if you went ahead and needed to fill in two spots of two guys that showed in their first year as head coaches elsewhere that they're really that talented and thus difficult to replace and Sirianni had everything else working for 11 games and then it kind of fell apart and he couldn't fix it and that's the reason to fire him, then that's not an overreaction. If you're sitting here saying, well, they're really tough to fill in. We just made the wrong mistakes collectively as a group. And Nick definitely held things together. And we know what was going on in the locker room. And it never got out because Nick had a lid on it. And he's still the guy that can make these decisions and the players believe in him. And you heard what Fletcher Cox had to say to anybody that walked up to his locker. That's a cue from Mike Del Tufo to stop doing what he's doing and, and then playing some oh so you did hear me did you hear me okay no you didn't hear me it's the fletcher cox drop right? yes okay that's the fletcher <laughs> yes. cox drop you know, oh, he's okay. so uh, you hear that from the locker room and you hear from kelsey saying we love the guy so it's it, it can go either way it can go either way i'm asking you to choose i know you're asking me yeah. to choose i'll call that an overreaction at the moment the guy went to the super bowl last year he's got to be a coach for a reason and his vets love him so but he's got pretty much one more year, and they better get these. Uh, they better get these uh, hires right. Eagles start one and five. Let's play this clip back. Oh, I got it. Because I understand. I got it. I got it. That's overreaction Monday, on a Tuesday. Let's take a break here on the Rich Eisen show because Mike's got to continue uh, uh, depositing that check, whatever he's doing over there. <laughs> he's out, he's out on my phone. Oh, uh, okay. Sorry. Geez, All right. Fantastic. Albert Breer is going to join us next. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. All right. Um, another thing that we're, I guess we should discuss later on, are, have, in the last hour plus, have there been any more relatives of Dallas Cowboys <laughs> heading to social media to say that their what, brother or son or whatever should <laughs> get the hell out? Be on a different team. 
Is that a no? It's been quite, kind of quiet. It's been today. kind of quiet. Okay. <laughs> but it's only, you know, 10, 20 here on the West Coast. That's so. true. It's okay. early on. Yeah. 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 All right. So we've got that story later on, right? Is it a story? Um, it's something. It's interesting. Uh-huh. I mean, if you're, if say you were, had a rough stretch or you're at the yeah. end of the contract and your brother just started mass tweeting that you need to get out yeah, yeah. and be on another network or yeah, something, yeah. you know, that, that, would that, be, would, that would make some news, I think, among uh, yeah. that would be like in a, our business. If you, if you cut Brockman off one time and then Miss Mary got on Twitter and was talking, yeah, like, Rich yeah. Eisen won't yeah. let my son live, someone will probably be like, you know. Well, uh, your, your mom is on Twitter. She is. I, I actually don't no. know the last time she tweeted, no. to be honest. I would have to explain to my mom what Twitter is. <laughs> and then, then, they, then they called it X. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think that, that might, I don't know if that would be the most confusing aspect to my mom. Well, my mom was pretty active on November, uh, January 11th. What was she doing? She was retweeting. About um, us? About, saying that you should get out? She retweeted <laughs> one of our videos. You know? Uh, and then if something I don't, about if, the, the if I don't check. If I don't let... You're, if I if if Rich won't let my son, what uh, like what like what's hot your take, biggest like, beef here? What's your biggest beef here? Oh, my biggest beef. Yeah. Oh, like what would, uh, well, what, you what would Mary pizza, know? You brought pizza yesterday, so okay. For That's the, not a beef. Okay. Um, when I don't know. Oh, you went you home. Went, you went home. Oh, you left. <laughs> you went home. That's right. Right. My man brought pizza. Yeah, why did you go home before hey, we shot our? <laughs> Why'd you go home before our shoot wow. for our Super Bowl right, open? Because we had like three hours between the time the show was over. It wasn't three. You're doing a Del Tufo. You're it wasn't three. You're, well, well, before his call time. Before my call time. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, you so, went so home. I went, and, I went yeah. home and had lunch. Oh, we ate Prime pizza. It was great. Right. Oh, that's oh, messed up. So <laughs> no, it's not messed up. It was delicious. Snooze, you lose. <laughs> well, I've never known well, you to buy lunch for us before, so uh, I didn't well, know. That's because I never saw your mom tweet at me about it, complaining. Well, Back on the now. Rich Eisen Show radio network. She'd be like, she feeds everyone. He feeds Sitting everyone at the Rich Eisen baby. Show desk furnished by Granger. <laughs> With supplies and solutions for every industry, Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. All right. Friend, colleague, and also from the MMQB himself, Albert Breer, back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Good to see you, Albert. Hey, what's up, Rich? So, How are we doing? Of all- anybody, anybody land in Los Angeles that uh, uh-huh. that you know of recently? Oh, here we go. <laughs> I was about to say, of all the coaching hires that you want to break, right? right? <laughs> it's got to be Jim Harbaugh leaving Michigan to go somewhere. Uh, That'd be a fun one. So, yeah. but but um, as you and I are conversing uh, in the middle of the afternoon on this Tuesday after divisional playoffs, it does appear that Harbaugh's here talking to the Chargers and uh, that there's a lot of there there. There's smoke and there's a fire yeah. and he's there. They might not let him out of the building, Albert. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, I, I think that there's two tracks that the Chargers search is working on. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's the one track is the Harbaugh track. The other track I think is the contingency track. So they've continued to go through interviews with other people and, um, continue the process. The calendar has changed a little. And so the way the NFL calendar works now, you can't bring in people in person until this week. So like if you, you can't just go through like a week of courting with one candidate and then reset after or you put yourself way behind. So that's still going on over to your right, over to your left. You have the Harbaugh piece of this, which to me, like, I don't think it's about money anymore. Like, cause I know that there was a lot of talk about that. I'm not sure it's about money. I think this is about structure. This is about resources. This is about what you're going to put around me and what it's going to look like. And so like, to me, the questions are things like, are you willing to pay Jesse mentor three or $4 million a year to come with me as defensive um, coordinator? As defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. what does my what does my front office look like, right? And we've seen they've interviewed no less, and it might be more, but no less than four candidates that he's got connections to. Two guys who have Baltimore roots and Joe Ortiz and Ian Cunningham, um, Brandon Brown, the Giants assistant general manager, who he's got a relationship with, and Ed Dodds, the um, Colts assistant general manager, who he goes back all the way to Oakland with. So he's known for twenty years. So it looks like they're willing to hire a general manager to match with him. And then, and I think this is a key part, how does ownership involve itself in football? You and I both know the Spanos family is very involved. It's a family business, right? Mm-hmm. And John Spanos, Dean's son, has overseen the football operations side. Jim Harbaugh had problems with ownership in San Francisco. And so I certainly could see where for Jim, a big part would be like, 
how do I head that off now? How do I make sure that's not a problem now? And it's coming to a comfort level with how ownership is going to be involved on the football side. So I think all that stuff is what determines whether this gets pushed over the goal line or not. Like, and I thought, I think a lot of people were looking at money and stuff like that. And like, I, I think that was always going to take care of itself because I do think like the Spanoses are, um, and the Chargers in general are are sensitive to the idea they won't spend or that they're irrelevant in L.A. And I think you know getting Harbaugh addresses all of that. Oh, yeah. I think now it's sort of about like what you're putting around Jim and whether or not the setup is comfortable for him. Which it sounds to me like they're willing to do what it what it, what it takes to get this done. Yeah, why not? I mean, honestly, yeah, especially since you know th- this last several years was. Um, filled with uh, Brandon Staley. We're going to stick with him, even though Sean Payton's sitting right here in Southern California on the Fox set. We're going to stick with him just after he blew a 27-7 lead in the playoffs. And then this year plays out to the point where they feel no choice but to fire him midseason. And mm-hmm. then Jim Harbaugh's sitting out there. And, and then what? He would go back to Michigan or wind up in Atlanta or somewhere else because it comes out the Chargers wouldn't give him whatever he felt comfortable right. that he needed to feel comfortable. I mean, what that that you can't have that. Yeah, right? from a business standpoint, it'd be horrible, wouldn't it? I mean, you're Sounds out there. Like it. Yeah, I mean, like, like I just, I mean, as far as like being relevant in Los Angeles, the chance that Harbaugh gives you to be that, and then to get the rug pulled from underneath you, and you're not getting him. Like now, what do you have? Like. Now what do you do? Do you go spend twenty five million to go get Belichick to make up for it? You know what I mean? Like it's almost like the cost of losing that now, with so many people assuming it's going to happen, could be heavier. You know, so um, I think I, I like I personally think um, this has nothing to do with my allegiances, no, no. Uh, but I personally think like this is this is set up. I I use I think I used the Parcells comparison with you a couple of years ago, a couple of weeks ago, right? Like where it's like I think he's the modern day Parcells as an NFL coach. Um, the Chargers are ready to win now. Like that roster, like they're not going to be like Joey Bosa and Derwin James and and Keenan Allen. Like those guys aren't going to be around forever. You know what I mean? Like and maybe some of them won't be there next year. So like I do think that there's an urgency with the group of players you have right now. There's you know a need to, for some juice. You know in the market from a business standpoint, and um, you know and you've got a quarterback there who can attract a guy like a Jim Harbaugh. You know, so it just all lines up. And then on top of that, like geographically. Um, he loves California. He went to high school in Palo Alto. Um, he played for the chargers. You know, he coached for the Raiders at the start of his career. He coached at the university of San Diego. He coached at Stanford. Um, he has a lot of ties to California. And so the geography to me is like almost a cherry on top. A lot of things line up. here. Yeah. He also retired Nick Saban here first of the year. That's know. right. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Just pointing that no, out. That's a notch on, they on can't the way, take off your on the way to winning the, the, on, on the way to winning that notch off your belt. Yeah, no. No, yeah well, on the way to winning the national championship. Um yeah. Albert Bree here uh, on the Rich Eisen show. So what is the latest with Belichick? What do you got for me on that one? I think it's similar. Like I, I think it's like a lot of it would come down to structure with the Falcons, you know, and whether or not they're willing to set things up a certain way. I think Rich McKay is a key figure here. Um Bill has been very critical of the competition committee over the years, both publicly and privately, and has had a real you-know-what across his you-know-what about the competition committee. So, um, and Rich McKay has been one of these guys who, like, has been in very involved, has been involved in football, but as guys have gotten fired from there, has survived over and over and over again. And so, like, how do Bill Belichick and Rich McKay match up? Because Rich McKay is one of the most trusted advisors to Arthur Blank. So there's that, right? Then there's Terry Fontenot, the personnel department. How does that match up? How does that work? Can Bill bring all of his infrastructure? How much power is Bill going to have in personnel, right? Like, is he going to be the guy with his finger on the trigger? And is Arthur Blank going to be comfortable with that after, you know, what the Patriots roster looks like now? Um Again, like I, you know, I, I know I sound like a broken record saying a lot of the same things I was saying about, you know, the Chargers with the Falcons, but I think it's the truth. You know, I don't think this is about money. I think this is about structure. I think this is about like it being set up a certain way. And, um, you know, I do think like, you know, Bill has in his head who he's going to bring with him if he goes. You know, so that means like, you know, you're probably, you know, are you hiring Josh McDaniels with you? Are you hiring Joe Judge with you? Are you hiring Matt Patricia with you? Like a lot of like guys like I think are lined up and, and waiting for him, you know? And so um again, like I think more than just money, um, there are a lot of things that match up. 
for the Falcons geography, the same way with Harbaugh, the roster, same way with Harbaugh. There are a lot of things that match up that are attractive to, to bill here. I, I think, you know, based on, based on the way he's operated for the last 24 years in new England, there are also some requirements as far as what he, the way he'd want it to be set up for him to take the plunge and do it again. Well, I, I mean, um, then there's a matter of the, I mean, with Harbaugh going to the charges, he's got Justin Herbert sitting there. Who's going to be the quarterback in Atlanta, right? I know, and that's the question, right? Like, but but hey, if you have Belichick, that probably attracts some people, right? Like, now not everybody, but but who? Like, it's not like the free agent market would be what it would be Kirk Cousins, Jimmy G, It'd be a fun one, or, or Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins would make a lot of sense. Like, I think Kirk Cousins is the most sensical one. Like, and Russell Wilson, just because Bill Bill has collected players who are maybe a little over the hill who used to be superstars. Bill collects those guys like action figures. Go back over the years, right? Like, think about <laughs> the it Corey Dillon action figure, the Randy right, Moss the, action the figure, Chad, Chad Ochocinco, Joey Galloway, oh. Tim Tebow. Some of them work oh. out, some of them don't. Okay, right. but isn't it true? No, I, I no, I I understand that. But Bill is also, you know, he, he's got a window just like Arthur Blank uh, in terms yeah. of needing to so, win right now. Um, here's a fun name: Baker mm-hmm. Mayfield. Oh man. That's not a bad one. He liked him in 18. Okay. They couldn't go up and get him. They weren't dry. I mean, they they had just been in the Super Bowl, and Baker Mayfield went first overall. So it wasn't realistic. But Bill Belichick put Josh McDaniels on a plane the week of the draft to go work out Baker Mayfield in Norman, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, like that's one that, like, I mean, it, that's what's fascinating, too, about it, too. The franchise tag could cost, like, 35, could be, like, $35 million at that position. Does Tampa, if the if the Falcons land Belichick, does Tampa have to franchise Baker to keep him away from Atlanta? Well, and there's Justin Fields too. If the Bears go ahead and right. draft Caleb Williams, where mm-hmm. like that that what a fascinating yep. fascinating next couple of months are are really unfolding right now. Uh, where and where does Vrabel wind up, Albert? Yeah. Where does, so I feel like Vrabel is sort of. I think Vrabel. A, I think he's he might wind up being the best guy in the market just because of age, right? Now he doesn't have the accomplishments that 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 Bill and Jim have, but just because of age, like he's still in his forties, like I think he might actually be the best prospect, uh, if you want to call him that, of right. of the guys in the market. Um, I would I would say right now it feels almost like he's running second a bunch of places. Like I think. I think Seattle could hire him. Like, I think Seattle, I, I think John Schneider would really look at that. Maybe over Dan Quinn, but, you know, like Dan Quinn's the presumed leader in the clubhouse there. I think the Chargers would look at hiring him if Jim Harbaugh were to leave them at the altar. I think the Falcons would look at him very seriously if the Bill Belichick thing doesn't work out. So it does feel like he's running second a bunch of these places. You know where I think he might have landed if things had played out differently is Philly. Like I think, think think that would have been a possibility. So, like it's not that he doesn't have, it's not that he's not a strong candidate in a lot of these places. He is. It's just that like a lot of these places where maybe he fits best, the focus has been on somebody else. I'm going to be interested too to to just watch. I would watch Washington with him because he was together with Adam Peters. Now Adam Peters was a low level scout, and Brable was a player, but they were together for six years in New England. And Peters said, and I believe the commanders really like Ben Johnson, 100%. But Peters said something really interesting during his press conference when he was introduced to the general manager there, which was, I'm not looking offense or defense. I'm looking for a leader. Mm-hmm. So Doesn't that scream Mike Vrabel to you? Well, of course it does. I yeah. mean, so what's your reporting on what happened in Philadelphia last Friday when Sirianni and uh, Jeffrey Lurie met yeah. and they're you know, uh, going to put Sirianni and Howie Roseman out uh, in front of the media on Wednesday. What a fascinating back and forth that should be yep. in uh, Philadelphia. What's your reporting there, Albert? I think it's I think it's like um, similar to way the way Jeffrey Lurie handled it three years ago. Okay, now when they went through that three years ago, if you remember, I believe it was eight days after the last game of the season that they fired Doug Peterson, and a big part of that was Jeffrey Lurie wet, waited to meet with Peterson. And let Peterson and Howie get their ducks ducks in a row and come up with a plan to dig them out of what it was a really bad season for them in the COVID year, right? Like they finished behind 
Washington that year. I think Washington went six, nine and one and won the division, something crazy like that, whatever it was. And so in the end, like the plan wasn't satisfactory and it wasn't satisfactory in part because, you know, Doug was really loyal to his assistants and he didn't want to clean out the staff. I, I think that that's sort of the template of what happened here was that, you know, Jeffrey does wait sometimes to meet with his coaches after the season and gave them time to, you know, come up with something. Um, hey, hey, here's what we see it looking like at the end of the year. Um, here's what we see it looking like going into 2024. Here's the plan. Here's who my coaches are going to be. Here's how the roster is going to be set up. Um, and not like that, like he needs to win his job back or anything like that. But, you know, you got to put him in a, you got to put the owner in a position where he feels good about what the plan is going forward. And so I think that's sort of the way it played out. And now they're looking for two new coordinators and it's such a weird thing too, rich. Cause like I, I can remember like, so like last year on the night of week 18, I was talking to Nick Sirianni on the phone and he, you know, had a, had a beer in his hand and he was at, um, he was at Shane Steichen's house and the entire staff was there and they were celebrating winning the number one seed. And um, he said that he wanted to do this. Nick did because his, his, his dad and his brothers were high school coaches and they would come and hang out on Friday nights, you know, and he never got the chance to do that. And having the buy gave him the chance to do that. The reason I'm telling that story is because there was such a great vibe, such a great vibe on that staff. A lot of the coaches were the same age. They had kids the same age. That was a year ago, Hmm. right? That was a year ago that that was the vibe in that building. But that was the vibe on that staff. And now you lose the two coordinators who get opportunities to be head coaches in Sykin and Jonathan Gannon. And you did such a poor job replacing them that the that, that you got to blow the new guys out of town now, too. One of whom was on the staff last year. It's um it's crazy, and it'll be interesting to see how they come out of this because it's almost like Nick is now going to be chasing something that they built the first two years that somehow they lost over the last year. So before I let you go, Albert, give me your best guess on the post-mortem in Buffalo that's already begun. What do you so think? So this reminds me, I, I I keep making these comps. Like, I hope you're not bored. With no, them. no. Um, I'm fa- come on. We're fascinated. You got you had to say hello, feels Albert. To me like the, this feels got? to me like the Tony Dungy Buccaneers, doesn't it? What do you mean? A team that, like, like a coach comes in, does a great job, phenomenal job, building it up, and they just can't get over the hump. And they've been on, they've been hitting this glass ceiling for years and years and years. It feels like the Tony Dungy Buccaneers a little bit to me. Oh, you know? okay. So who's the group? You know what, what they what the well, and, did was they well, and so that the the follow up questions there are who's the Gruden and are will the Pagulas go ahead and say so I, sayonara to their coach who's not you know in any anybody's mind a, a Hall of Fame possible resume right now despite his immense success in Buffalo. Albert, yeah, I would don't. They do it? I, I don't think they're going to. I okay. don't think they're going to. But it's something to think about because they like. Does it feel like something needs to be shaken up a little there? Whatever it is. <laughs> I mean, what else is there? They, you know, the defensive coordinator, the offensive coordinator, yeah. you know, and and, the, and it's, I don't it's know. Tough. And that's the, that's the thing is like, have you gotten to that point where it's like this is the only thing left? Well, I mean, the right? special teams coordinator because Bass missed a field goal, and once once upon a time there yeah. was a twelfth man on the field. I mean, I, I, I'm being facetious, yeah. but the, it really I, I don't know what else to say because the one thing we're we're not coming out of this game saying that one decision that was ridiculous. Right. We're pointing and at then, that moment and, they lost to the Chiefs, you know. And then the flip side of it, the flip side of it, Rich, is like that. Like you go back five years, Connor Orr, who I work with at SI, like brought this up on our podcast a minute ago, mm-hmm. um, like. Look at Harbaugh five years five years ago, like they were almost running him out of Baltimore, right? Mm-hmm. Like how dumb with like and and if you go and you look at like the guys who got jobs that year, that offseason, like Freddie Kitchens, Cliff Kingsbury, Adam Gase, that's the market they would have been going into. So that's the flip side of it is like, you know, you've got yeah. a guy you're comfortable with who's clearly good at the job. Like, do you want to go back into the wilderness? <laughs> yeah, I know, but this wilderness has Belichick, Harbaugh, and Vrabel that's, sitting in see, it, brother. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's so a different like, wilderness. <laughs> yeah, to say the least. it's not the well, yeah, yeah, and you have Josh Allen to offer up, right? Like you have, like, hey, come coach Josh Allen with you the OC in place, with the OC so, in place. I mean, I think clearly right. Joe Brady and Allen, Allen's come out and said, I, I don't want to change the offensive coordinator, yeah. and he also said, you know, hey, uh, McDermott leaves the offense alone. 
So yep. um, I I don't know what the answer is there. I just that would stun me, right? If, it, it, if yeah, that's the no, answer. I think that they. I think they hang on to Sean. I think the roster part of it's more interesting because I do believe like the, the the window's open as long as as Josh is there. I agree. Um, but like with this particular group, it's not not wide open anymore because I mean like the guys they've won with over the last seven years and guys who come onto their roster over the last seven years that are core pieces: Tradavius White, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde. Um, you know, Ed Oliver is younger. What about than, Diggs? Than the rest of these guys. What about but Diggs? Diggs? Deion Dawkins. Like a lot of these guys are over thirty now. Like, so there's like the big picture, like, do we run it back or do we start to retool a little bit? Question two, particularly in a, in a year when, I mean, like, now this could be restructured. This could be restructured. So, you know, the number's malleable, but they're looking at like a Josh Allen's cap number tripling next year. Hmm. So like, there's just like, I think there are big picture decisions that need to be made as far as the roster goes. And then there's that question again, like, can you run it back or does this, does this group need to be shaken up a little bit? Um, you know, they've obviously done a great job building there, but you know, like this is, it feels like this off season is a very real crossroads for them. Okay. Albert, you're the man. Uh, look for my call next week. Cause obviously a lot of the questions we have will be answered by then. And yep. I, I appreciate the time here, brother. You got it. That's the great Albert Breer right here on the rich Eisen show at Albert Breer must follow his information on point. Okay. Is this Jim Day? I just texted that to somebody who I think would know the answer. Jim Day. I have not gotten a response yet. Oh, no bubbles? No nothing? No bubbles. I got no bubbles. All right. No bubbles. We're bubbleless. Okay. Bubbleicious. I'll let you know when it's bubbleicious. <laughs> I was yum. more of a bubble yum guy bubble back yum. in the day. Bubble yum. You know, just to put not too fine a point on things. Is Rabel going to be left without a seat? I, I almost did this an overreaction. Kind of feels like Bill is going to be left without a seat. Oh. Well, I mean, if Atlanta goes in a different direction, the answer is yes. I don't, I don't think anybody else has been interviewing him, right? He has not taken any other Yeah, interviews. I don't think Carolina's interviewed him, and I haven't heard about Seattle interviewing him. And so Back in the day, those things could happen without us knowing. Now, everyone, they send out a tweet, they send out a photograph, they send out this, they make an announcement because yeah. everything's kind of public and, and Atlanta recorded. Atlanta has scheduled uh, follow-ups with both Lions coordinators, which can't take place until, until next, next week. week. So the, Lion, uh, the Falcons are drawing this out. <laughs> Maybe that's, is that Rich McKay's doing? You know? Feels like Arthur should just... Uh, I, dude, I, I don't know. Figure out what he wants and... Yeah. All right, get it. Or, or just uh, ask for the advice of somebody who's related to a Dallas Cowboy. That's next. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Rich Eisen Show. Here is the connection. Yes, Bob. Between me and JB Smooth, <laughs> it involves the cult classic yeah. Pootie Tang. <laughs> J.B. Smooth, J.B. Smooth is in Pootie Tang. Yes. And it goes without saying yeah. that without me, Pootie Tang is nothing. There's not. You put the Tang in Pootie Tang. I, I did. I, I bet. I did, just like the astronauts. <laughs> hey, what's going on? J.B. <laughs> J.B. Smooth. Hey, I'm back there. He's man. No, I'm back there. He was trash talking me, man. I mean, I wasn't trash talking I you. I looked up to you, man. I was talking you up. No, I looked up. To you, I'm looking down to you. Anyone who looks up to me is a person I admire. <laughs> do, you, oh. do, you, do you have any good from the set stories of Pootie Tang? You know, Tang? we were never on the set it's together. Always, yeah. There's some great stories of Pootie Tang. Any man who can fight with a belt, right? <laughs> How do you not have great stories? The, the man had a ponytail and a belt yeah. and, and had his own language. How do you not build a movie right. on that platform and have success? You know, it's a cult classic. People sit in their basement smoking the funny stuff while they yeah. watch it. Yeah, and you don't even need the funny stuff. <laughs> no, you don't. Although it helps. It does help. It's a great movie. And be reunited yes, with J.B. Smooth. My brother, we are back. My man. We are back, By brother. the way, Bob said Pootie Tang five times during that interview. And that's, so that's 22 fewer times than, than Marshawn Lynch yes. said he was there to be fined. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to sign your pity on a runny kind, brother. <laughs> If you want to, if you want to try to stop me, I got, I got to say the name of. What is happening right now? 
First week we ever went to a Super Bowl. In two weeks, it'll be number 10 for us. Or is it 11? Got to figure that out. Uh, 10. Number 10. Nine years ago. Nine years ago. How about them apples? All right, back here on the uh, Rich Eisen Show. All right, so the Dallas Cowboys, as we all know, went down in, what's the word, Fort Flames. <laughs> oh, it's geez. the truth. It's the truth. Sorry, TJ. It's we the have truth. To this Jalen Rose tweet. Dude, um, I just, we didn't lead with it. We haven't talked about it, you know, in days. Jalen's talking about everybody yeah. wants to talk about every single day and that it's corny. <laughs> Listen, we don't usually pay attention to this sort of stuff, but when it's multiple and also when the uh, Cowboys went down against the Green Bay Packers, it just seemed like Dak and CeeDee Lamb were off, and at one point it seemed like um, there was a little bit of friction. A little bit. First quarter, at least. Right? And yeah, for sure. Got that sense. So, a handful of, well, is it on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it? Was, it, was most of it? was it some on Instagram and stuff uh, like that, Facebook too? and Facebook. Facebook yeah. and X. All right. So, um, we're putting it up. Leave it up for a while here, if you don't mind, on the Roku channel. Hey, radio audience and those listening later on on a podcast. On the bottom right is Lita Ramirez. That is the mom of CJ, CD, uh, CD Lamp, yes. right? She tweeted out, Dak isn't it, in caps with three exclamation points. Yo. Somebody responded, tell the youngin to come to the home team. CJ would love him, meaning Stroud. Mm-hmm. It's, it's CD's from Houston, right? I, that, okay. I, I think. I mean, that would be and a home then, team, right? um, she, uh, um, Responds, I wish he would. CJ is great. All right. Um, then um, also, uh, top left, Terrence Parsons Jr. <laughs> is that the brother of uh, Michael? brother of Michael Parsons, yes. Somebody wrote, you are Jerry Jones. After this, where do you start? That's Michael Gelkin, right, who covers the NFL. He wrote back, he retweeted, fire everybody, and if Dak doesn't take $40 million up, next, Trey Lance. Oh, wow. Because, <laughs> as you know, Dak is going to have to figure out a contract extension because he costs a, a billion dollars on the cap if he doesn't. And in order to do that, they're going to have to extend him. That's the only way that's been the dicey part of the situation, but has been very quiet because Dak had a an MVP season, which these posts from uh, uh, relatives of – of Dallas Cowboys of note don't really back that up. And then Tad Prescott has chimed in. Mm-hmm. Brother of Dak, Tad? His older brother, yeah. Okay. Um, those who, I guess, which one was first? I'll go the with the, the, top the, the one right. at the top right. Yeah. Cowboys fans, why continue to DM me? Trust me, if I could get Dak to leave Dallas, I would. I, too, want him out of Dallas. The city and organization have been great to he and our family, but done with drama and the so-called fans. But he loves this team and wants to bring it rings. It's kind of all over the map of saying, get him out. Um, Blaming the fans, I guess. And then he wrote back, those who really follow or know me knows I've never spoken badly about the Cowboys as an organization or team. I've never spoken badly about a player on the team or the city of Dallas. It's the so-called fans I have an issue with. So, this is what's being placed in the lap of Mike McCarthy. Period. End of story. Because this is happening in that locker room. And, you know, mom feels a certain way because, you know, and obviously everybody that's out there, brothers, moms, we ascribe to their tweets and posts the player in question's actual feelings. Mm-hmm. And you'd have to think that that that's gotta be close to the truth because they may be saying something off line that's normally instead of it being seen online. But I'll tell you, man, who's gonna who's gonna knock the heads together? Is it Jerry? And basically say, you know, dare me, dare dare me to trade you? Honestly, like you you want to leave? I'm going to pay. I mean, CeeDee Lamb's about to hit it. Dak's about to hit it. Micah's going to hit it. You know who's not leaving the Dallas Cowboys is Micah Parsons. That's for damn sure. Yeah. And, 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 and the Dak question is a fascinating one. You got to extend him 
in order to keep him. Right? Would you trade Dak? I don't even know what the cap ramifications of that would be. I mean, but we are. That's not going to happen. I don't think so either. And CD Lamb's not going anywhere either. So. So, and just to put things in the perspective, you know, people jumped on the Terrence Parsons tweet, which is Micah's brother. But I did some a, a deep dive into his Twitter. Okay. Just to to you know, kind of make sense of it. It, that's just a, a common case that someone took one tweet out of like twenty, okay, and and put the spotlight on it because what he had been saying up to that point uh-huh. was positive stuff about Dak, but he did say, "Look, you know, you have to take a team friendly deal so the team can get better." So I don't necessarily look at that as him trash talking Dak. I I feel as a fan, a lot of us feel that same way too. Plus, this is also in the first blush. Of losing to the Packers. Yeah, and he's come back and he's Okay. I get it. but um the CD's mom thing is one because if you're if you're Tad Prescott and you're Dak's brother and you see all the trash that constantly gets talked about mm-hmm. Dak, some from Cowboys fans, the majority of it from not Cowboys fans, you probably wouldn't want your brother to be in that oh, position. Of course not, you know, and, you and, know? and so you sure. probably want him to go somewhere where he wouldn't have to deal with that. I'll ask Andrew Whitworth about all this in hour number three. Won't we? That's coming up. I mean, and this, and, this is my perspective. All right, looking at looking at Dak's uh, Spotrek page, a post June first trade would actually save the Cowboys thirty four million on the cap. But the issue would be you'd have to make that deal before the new league year, before everybody makes their plans at quarterback, right? And then, and then post have it, it as a post June, which is probably is that, that 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 no one would do that because you got to get the quarterback in the building immediately. So, yeah. so uh, that doesn't it, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. But it, it's this is Mike McCarthy's problem now, and he's got to handle it. And I'm sure it's been out there in the locker room already, right? As you know, as I say all the time here, everybody sees an, this. Stuff. There's an iceberg, yeah. and we only see the tip. You know, but this is Mike McCarthy. You got to. You got to get maybe these two guys, CD and Dak, in a room. But again, it's uh, you got someone's mom saying something. Well, like, I and mean, CD had his best season, one of the best seasons in the history, statistically, right. in football with who? Dak Prescott. And you could so, be offensive player of the year. Well, I mean, that, that's awesome. you can't. That's outside. No, I, Remember, that, Trayvon Diggs was saying that his brother. Yeah, but do, that, what we always describe, like you got to get that from somewhere. Well, you know? I, I think we maybe should stop ascribing and realize right. that people just have their own mindset. I don't know. And, it, and I'm just glad my say whatever they want. I'm just glad my mom didn't have a Twitter account when Pat McAfee said what he said on the air about ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine some of the great tweets that would have happened over the years? 